my shorts. Everybody, welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under podcast. I am, of course, your host, Dave Lee, and I'm not. And this is episode number fifty-seven. Fifty-seven, all the beans, Heinz varieties. It's oh, an interesting one. Refers to um, the fifty-seven varieties slogan that they used. Oh, did they? I don't know if they still do or not. I wonder how many varieties they have now of beans. If it's the same, if it's different. Oh, well, there's English English beans, there's ones with tomato, there's yeah. ones with barbecue yeah. sauce. That's three. That's about it. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> over, well, actually, over there, they have heaps of different types of beans. There's like ones with little bacon, bacon bits in it. Oh, really? Yeah, they're Why quite nice, actually. I don't know. They're, quite, they're really good, actually. There was something else that I was getting over there. You get the barbecue ones, you said that probably. Oh, yeah, love the barbecue ones. Yeah. Welcome mm. to Beans Podcast. <laughs> Each episode we'll talk about a different variety of beans. No, we say beans means farts. That's it. Please don't on the podcast. Nope. Uh, the podcast <laughs> is available uh, on all the major podcasting platforms, including Apple's pod, uh, Spod Podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts. Start again. <laughs> Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible. Uh, it goes out on YouTube as well. Of course, we don't film it anymore. Uh, but simply, we've got the audio there. There's a bit of a static image. A few people are actually quite annoyed that we dropped the video. Most people are fine. We'll like, talk about that. We'll talk about how we can we'll bring, bring back a video yeah, portion. Well, we'll figure out something. While, uh, you're, while you're overseas. I'll edit something back here. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll see how bad of it course, uh, this goes out two days earlier to patron supporters. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash jblee.com. You get that audio YouTube version of the podcast. Uh, of course, the video podcasts are on their own individual channel at the moment. If you can sub to that, that'd be great and watch and whatever. Yeah, With the, get on. The watch time's up. The watch time's fine. We just need subs now. Yep. How another many like, subs you got now? like another 150 or something we need, I think. Come on. Come on, guys. Let's, let's do it. Let's get it done. Just get across and sub. You don't have to even go over there. Just sub. Just sub. I well, can't you, tell. Well, you have to be over there to sub, but you don't have to watch. Just, no, go, just sub. go and sub. Get us up to just a thousand subs. And once we start making money, maybe we'll bring the video podcast back. Yeah, maybe. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, you can, of course, find me on YouTube at Daily Down Under. That's the main channel. There's Daily Down Under Extra now as well. So if you'd like a third channel to go over and subscribe Ooh. to, do that. Uh, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Letterboxd. He's on none of that. Nope. Uh, there's links in the description of every podcast. You want to click on it, go straight through. If you want to write on the show, you can shoot him at daveleepod at gmail.com. And if you're listening on the podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. Only good ones, though. Only the good ones, because only the good ones help us. Yes, the bad ones don't. They just give us a complex. Yeah. And I finish up curling up in a corner and rocking backwards and forwards. Yeah. It's quite sad when it happens. Yeah, well, that's life. Yeah, I know. This week, what have we been up to? Nothing. <laughs> no, not a lot. As per. Not a lot. As per. Mm. Mentally mm. preparing myself to have to go overseas in two mu- two weeks' time. Hop on that big steel <gasps> bird for 24 hours. Oh, you get a couple of little breaks in between. Yeah, but what's the actual flight time? probably like about 20, hours, nah, 21 or something. Because yeah, the, sec- the last flight's, what, 17 hours? 17 hours. 
There's an yeah, hour and a half one, one and then like a two and a half hour one. So there's, yeah, so there's 22 hours. How fun. With like only oh. a couple of hours in between each stopover, if that. Mm. It's going to be fun. <clears throat> but I've been looking at the flight. Not too many people have booked seats. It's just quite good. So at the moment, I'm going to jinx it. Shh. Knock wood. Shh, You're only supposed that. to knock twice, aren't you? I'll give that extra one, so that's four, and then just to be safe. So knock, <laughs> you an idiot. Knock wood. <laughs> knock wood. No one decides to plant their ass next to me. Shh. Don't, I, don't wake it up. I won't wake it up. I'll knock more wood. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really it this week. And just trying to get a lot of stuff sorted out before I go. Need to prep some videos I'm going to be doing and uh, mm. all that junk. Get all the business affairs in order. Yep, before you head off. What have you spoken to a few publicists saying, oh, I'm going away in a couple of weeks' time for like four months. <laughs> I'd like to oh, I'll keep reviewing stuff for you though. Keep getting me stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course, that's fine. So we'll still be doing everything. Just making sure it's all in order. Oh, well, you know, you can do, do what you do from anywhere really. Well, exactly right. Just the bonus. It's just a bit difficult doing it on the other side of the world. Comes to film screenings yeah, and stuff yeah, in particular. Exactly. Luckily, with the interviews and stuff, it's all Zoom now. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's yeah, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it sorted. It'll be fine. Just It'll yeah, just right. hard to do some some stuff from some over, things yeah. and just trying to. When figure we contacts are here, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yep. Um, we've been to the movies twice this week, which is good. Yeah, we, too. Is it twice? Yeah, it's twice, twice this week. Twice in a week. Yeah, Monday night Monday and this morning. Friday morning. Yeah, it's Friday afternoon. We're recording today. Usually, we record the Friday morning. It's Friday afternoon. Mm. So we in the movie, <clears throat> first thing in the morning, and then um, came home, did my reviews. That's why my voice is a little bit scratchy. Mm. Mm. And then straight into the pod. So that's shit to do this weekend. Well, we're having Christmas this weekend, actually. Oh, God, yeah. That's, that's going to be funny. <laughs> we're doing Christmas. Well, we're supposed to be. One of my, one of my cousins wanted to organise Christmas in July, back in July. Um, <laughs> and then... We went into lockdown the week that she wanted to do it. That's right. And she was like, oh, we'll push it off two weeks. And then we're just in perpetual lockdown. So it just Because we were supposed happened. to only be in lockdown for a week. Well, two weeks, yeah. So then we pushed it and then just perpetual lockdown for like two months or whatever it was. No, it was four months. Four, well, four months. Oh, yeah, of course, four months. Because July, months. talking July. So anyway, we've decided, hey, let's do Christmas before I go away. So we have Christmas with the family. And so it's going to be like a Christmas in July slash... Christmas in November, so we're not quite sure if we're celebrating Christmas early or just celebrating that Christmas in July very late. Or celebrating the fact that you're going. Fucking off, leaving you alone, yeah. Yep. Maybe a little bit of everything. Piss off. So that's going to be fun. Uh, But otherwise, uh, we'll talk about the movies that we watched this week just in a moment. Mm Mm-hmm. But with that, it's... What a picture. Good picture. Yeah. That'd be so much fun. What have we been watching this week? Not a lot. Because I just haven't had time, actually. Really, I've been no, I've been prepping, pretty busy prepping stuff. Uh, a lot of cartoon news this week. Well, yeah, it's been a little bit of that shit on, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been heaps of that. So this week, I got two movies in. I've been I've been talking about this box set that Viavision just released recently mm. called uh, Collaborations: The Cinema of Gong Li and Zhang Yimou, a Chinese filmmaker. Zhang Yimou, we may have seen. A couple of his films in the past, maybe more of his like Western films. He's done a couple of films in the West, like an English and whatever. But this is like a box set of a few of his more traditional Chinese films that he has, uh, that he did with a celebrated Chinese actress Gong Li, who I've become a very big fan of mm-hmm. just recently. I watched a movie with her in it not long ago called uh, Chinese Box, which I'd never heard of. It was one with Jer- Jeremy Irons, which is very good. I loved it. I've, done, I've watched two movies from this box and I'm trying to get through a couple more before I go away. 
Uh, but I watched Curse of the Golden Flower, which is one you probably would have heard of mm, over the years, maybe. Yeah, vaguely. Great. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, really good. It's like a story of this Chinese dynasty and the ruler's a bit of a dick and he marries the wife of like another ruler and then she from the inside of the dynasty just decides to like mm. do this big coup and like bring the dynasty down from the inside. It's like a bit of drama, but then it's also got like a little bit of that, what we were talking about last week, Wuxia, which is like the uh, Chinese martial arts, but it's a bit more fantastical. Mm-hmm. It's such a good movie. shot beautifully. Watch one called Raise the Red Lantern. Which was amazing as well. I'd heard about it many times. I'd heard about it over the years, and heard that it's very good, and it's very good. She was the woman, the um, the woman in Geisha. She's done a lot of stuff. She wasn't yeah. the lead in Geisha, but she was in it. Oh, okay. She was in Mulan. She was in. She's been in quite a few Western movies that we would have seen her in. She was once called Shanghai with uh, John Cusack, oh, which has okay. been in our pile for ages, and we haven't watched it. I think it's finally time to. Get into that one. Yeah, well, that's a 2010 film, that one. Yeah, exactly right. It's been sitting <laughs> there for years 11 old. years. Yeah, but this uh, Raise the Red Lantern, really good. And uh, Zhang Yimou is this incredibly visual filmmaker as well. Just beautiful. I love Chinese films. I haven't watched enough of them. Mm. And uh, they're just so visual. And this is this, the uh, Raise the Red Lantern is the story about this guy. It's set in like the 1920s. And he's sort of like a really rich, kind of aristocratic Chinese guy who has a bunch of mistresses. So this young girl is kind of brought into his world to become a, one of his many mistresses, like the fourth one that he's got. And it's like the politics that go on between them, like backstabbing and the jealousy and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> between the girls. Between the girls, yeah. yeah. One of them gets really pissed off because he's brought in this new young woman in and has kind of taken her place. And you go, but a very good movie. I'm really looking forward to seeing the rest of it's in that box set. I'm really liking them. And she's incredible. Um, but you would like them visually. I just. Oh, I, tell you, I do actually really like the mm. look of Chinese yeah. film. It's got just got a different a different look to yeah. anything oh, else, yeah. and it's got a real contrasty sort of feel to mm. them. And yeah. you know, there's they use lots of reds in there. Yeah, you know, yeah, as yeah. you just said with the red lamps like and, and stuff. Yeah, mm. uh, but that's uh, that's it. Uh, that's all I've watched this week. Mm. Actually, another piece of Asian cinema that we watched last weekend uh, was a South Korean film, Minari. Yeah, yeah, you remember it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You don't remember it? Of course I do. I made you watch the subtitle movie again. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. This is very good. Yeah. Well, it's actually an American film. Oh, is it? It's an American film, oh. I should say, but it's in uh, in the Korean language. And this was a bit of a, ba- a, a little bit of controversy around it because it was nominated for Best Foreign Film at the Academy Awards. Mm. I think technically the award is Best Foreign Language Film. Right. But okay. it's usually... Um, a foreign film. It's, yeah, it's usually the the category for foreign films. Right. But on a technicality, the movie wound up in the category mm. and people weren't mm. very happy with that because it was an American movie. Mm. And it is very American too because it's about the American dream. Yeah, that's right. Isn't it? This yeah. Korean family. A beautiful film. That's amazing. It was really good. Really, really, really beautiful. It. Really loved, loved it. Loved it. And I'm sort of starting to sort of get a real love for that. Once you get used to watching foreign films just a little bit more... You become more receptive to to a different cinema and just like really appreciating different kind of and realizing mm, how mm. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bong Joon Ho, who's the director of uh, Parasite, when he 
I think it was when he was accepting his Academy Award or it was maybe at the Academy Awards he did like a little speech and it was basically, I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically like once you can get over that little six-inch barrier of (laughs) subtitles on the bottom of the screen, you can open yourself up to a whole world of cinema. Yeah, but it's once you get over that and you just start realising just how different cinema is from different different countries, different countries reg- and yeah. regions. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. So other than that, we watched nothing else last weekend. Did we watch nothing else last weekend? Why didn't we? I'm trying to think. We must have been out of something last weekend. I don't know. Yeah, we were at Sunday night. Oh, yeah, we were too. Oh, we've been watching the James Bond movies throughout yeah, the week. Yeah, that's right. Because we've been prepping for No Time to Die, Bond 25, mm-hmm. which we saw this morning. So throughout the week, we went to Eternals on Monday. We went to James Bond today. Yep. Uh, yesterday, we watched Last Night in Soho. Yep. Uh, I'm not allowed to review it. I can right. talk about it, but I'm not allowed to. It's not that I'm not allowed. They would just prefer me to hold my review off until. Can you have a reaction? I can have a reaction. I think I can talk about it. They just prefer me to hold it. It's another case of a movie that's been open overseas for a month, but it's not opening here until the end of the month. They would prefer me not to post my review until close to the local release. Right. But we'll talk about these new movies uh, right now, actually, because we didn't watch yeah. any television this week. Because this week, well, we'll start with, I guess, No Time to Die, because the first one, this has been out for like a month overseas, plus probably, I, don't mm, know, I can't mm. remember when it came out, but it's been out for ages overseas. Um, so on, yeah, Sunday night, we watched Casino Royale, because it, for those listening out there, for regular listeners, you know, Old Mate Rick's not a huge not a James Bond fan, Bond fan and at And certainly not Craig. Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig, yeah. I'm on and off with Bond. There's ones I really like, ones I don't like, ones I'm like impartial to. I'm not. I would. I don't think I consider myself a Bond fan, but I like some of the movies. Mm. Okay, so first off, Casino Royale. We watched last Sunday. Hated it when I first when I first saw it. Just couldn't. Just yeah. Couldn't get into it. But I actually didn't mind it. The other didn't mind it. Yeah. It was a little better. Bit better on the second viewing. Yeah. So it wasn't bad. I like Casino Royale. It's still held up over time. I think it's still. A very good one. The second one we watched was on Tuesday night because we went to Eternals on Monday. Right. We watched Quantum of Solace. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Quantum of Solace? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next film? Next. <laughs> I, I can't stand it. I think I've watched it maybe three times and I didn't remember any of it this time. Mm. And it still is. Probably sh- a good thing. Still as shit as it was when it first came out. Yep. I was thinking, okay, hopefully. I'm going to get just in this groove. We're going to watch them all, and um, maybe there'll be something I appreciate a bit more in it. It's just, just a, I don't even know what happens in that movie. It's so muddled. It's just yeah. like, what is going on? I just found, I found scripting and everything was terrible in that. It's Daniel Craig Bond movies. They're all about two and a half hours, except for Quantum of Solace, which is like an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, that's why. And it's almost like you kind of feel like, oh, two and a half hours is a bit too long. But then when you've got this movie that's an hour and 45 minutes, maybe it's a bit too short. It feels like they just yeah, rush maybe. everything and you don't get enough out of it. Well, they just couldn't put enough words on the page. Well, maybe that. There's not <laughs> even really a story there. So no. it's such a just a empty movie. Mm. Um, and then we watched, on Wednesday night, we watched Skyfall. Yep. I didn't mind it. You didn't mind it. Mm. I love Skyfall. Didn't mind it. Love Skyfall. I think that was one of the, just about the only one that I liked out of the whole lot originally. Yeah, because you saw that one in the cinemas. Mm. I forced you along to it. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't mind Skyfall. And it was as good... Good the second time. Second time. I thought so as well. Yeah, I think it's, it's the second time I've watched it and still really loved it the second time. It's Long just good. film, though. Yeah, but it's, you, sort of, you sort of don't feel... 
Yeah, don't really feel like it. No, it's just it's no. so like fast paced yep. and just action nonstop. Really good. I like. It. I, I love the song, the Adele song. It's the only Adele song I like. That's the bit I hate. I hate. Yeah. I hate. And I said it the other night. Yeah. I hate that bit at the start where they play the yeah. song. They have the they have yeah. the intro, yeah. introductory scenes. Then they go to to the credits at the start and they play yeah. the song for the full song. It's great. Oh, just get into the it's fucking a, film. It's a staple of the franchise. Yeah, you can't I, get, drop it. I get that, but just can't get drop into it. the film. It's traditional. <laughs> no, but you don't like you don't like you don't like credit sequences in general. You usually fast forward through them. Oh, yeah, but some but some film. I'll sit through all mm. the credits because they just put a lot of time and effort into it. Well, I'm not talking about end credits. I'm talking about the opening credits. Opening credits, credits no. Nah. That's what I mean. You ha- you don't like nah. just in general. You're going to get them at the end anyway. So yeah. why have them at the start as well? You don't well it's traditional. It. Well, you talk about the, the movie started back in the 60s. It was traditional to have the credits at the beginning of the movie. 60 years ago. <laughs> Move on. Yeah, but <laughs> it's they have done 25 of these movies. Yep. And it's I been get the a, reason why. It's been a staple of the franchise since the beginning. You can't get rid of it. <sighs> but you see, like, like you look back at the 19... Well, you can't, though, because it's one of those things It's like it's a franchise that has all these little iconic things. And the one thing that became so big with the franchise was that you get a new song with the movie and like <laughs> a, like a really vi- cool little visual sequence at the beginning. Because movies in the 60s, you didn't have the end credits. You had the opening credits. Yeah. And then you had the movie, and then it's the the end, and that's it. You don't yep. get any credits. So it's just a thing that's carried on throughout. You can't get rid of it at this point. One of them things we beg to do. Always get a little cool. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't get rid of it. I can understand why they do it, but yeah. it just it just annoys the crap out. That's of me. great. I love it. I just hate it. I love it. I, I don't think the songs in the Daniel Craig era have been great. Oh no. I really like the Adele song. Skyfall is really good, and the one in the new one is. It's all right. It's okay. It's the one in the new ones is okay. I don't feel like it fit that well. I don't know. Anyway, so so we Art of Sky for we watched Spectre last night. Yep. Which is as shit as actually I liked it a slightly little bit more than I did when I first watched it. Mm. I enjoyed it a little bit, but it's I still thought it was boring. Bored the crap out of me. Yeah. Got that six point eight though. Yeah, but that's not Huge, like compare comparatively to the other ones, which would all be above a seven. I saw I saw Spectre in cinemas with Alicia over in the UK. She hates James Bond, and she was so <laughs> bored. She hated. It. She's like, I'm never going to see another one ever again. And even I was like, Yeah, that was absolute shit. I'm sorry I took you to that. I enjoyed it slightly more last night. There was, I think, because I don't think I've ever watched them all back to back. The Craig ones, I've only watched them kind of isolated. Yeah. So when you get them all in a row, you kind of see that overarching. The story, story yeah. and that makes a little bit more sense. And I think I got maybe a little bit more enjoyment out of it last night because of that. But otherwise, it is very boring, yeah. and it's one that's like fucking hell. You got another hour left. Yeah, I was not. I was not enough through that. Yeah, thinking, you slept through. Look at thing. Decent oh, what chunk, the hell? Yeah. Come on, how yeah. much longer has this got to go? It's long. It's long. Oh. Today's one talking about long. Don't that get your mind out long. of the gutter. That was a long. <laughs> that t- today's one <laughs> was she said. two hours and forty-five minutes. Yeah. This is the longest James Bond movie ever. No Time to Die. This is the new one. It's all been leading up to this. Daniel Craig's final James Bond movie. He's the longest serving Bond. Really? Ever. Yeah, he hasn't done the most number of films. Oh, yeah, but over a period of time. But he's the longest serving Bond, Mm. yeah. I think on technicality, because Sean Connery came back many years later and did like an unofficial James Bond movie. Yeah. Technically he, yeah, but he like a one stint Beginning and yep. fifteen years. And how many films? Five or six. Five, five. movies. 
I think Connery did maybe seven plus the unofficial one. Okay. I think Roger Moore did eight as well. Because these were fairly well spread apart too, like three or four years between them. Yeah, well, I think a couple of them were really close and then there was a gap between maybe uh, between Skyfall and Spectre and then, of course, there's a massive, massive gap between Spectre and, um, uh, the, and No Time to Die because yep. of the pandemic mostly. Mm. Um, but I think because he wanted to get – Daniel Craig wanted to get out of the franchise after Skyfall – and there was like a negotiation <laughs> period in between, which stretched that a little bit. He said, "I'm like never coming back." <laughs> so it's like, I can't remember like the exact line. Maybe was basically was basically like, I, "I'd rather get hit by a truck than come than do another James Bond movie." <sighs> and they were like, "We'll give you sixty million dollars." He was like, "All right, I'm back for another two movies." In the hand, the bloody feet. Yeah, I yeah, know. Well, but, there was there was six years between Spectre and No Time to Die. Yeah, so that's a huge gap. Yeah, but. A lot of that was the pandemic. Well, only one year of that was one the pandemic. One pandemic, yeah. yeah. And between Spectre and Skyfall was three years. Yeah, so I think there was a couple of negotiation periods. And I think because they tried to get the director of uh, Sam Mendes, who did uh, Skyfall and Spectre, they tried to get him back for another one and there was like negotiation with him and he dropped out. Mm. So I think it was just all this kind of shit was going on. But, yeah, so no time to die. Let's talk about it, hey? We saw it this morning. What did you think? I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it? I did enjoy it. Yeah. For a change, like, you know, not being a Bond fan and yeah. definitely not a Craig fan. Yeah. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and it didn't feel like a, you know, almost mm. three-hour film. No. It um, it moved. The pacing was really good, I thought. I think there's like a little lull in the middle, like there's maybe this tiny bit in the middle. Yeah. Maybe like 20 minutes where it drags a little bit and you go, how much longer has this got to go? But then once it picks up again and it's just the last kind of 45-minute mm. chunk at the end of the movie, it's yeah. like balls to the wall and it's like, oh, yeah, I can yeah. sit in front of the hour. I loved it. But I just I just love the way he, he can he can go through a whole film and have the same facial expression <laughs> yeah. through a whole film. Little duck face. Duck face. <laughs> little pouty duck face. Yeah, yeah, so funny. <sighs> but I wonder at this point, is that just he's just got a resting duck face? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. But sometimes, like when you see him in interviews and stuff, yeah. he doesn't have that. Yeah, I think it's just part of part yeah. of what he's created as part of that yeah. character. But he takes that into other films as well. Yeah, and that's what I don't. Maybe like. he's a performance like, star. There's a few bits where he like really dials it up too. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah. A real posing. A yeah, bit where he comes yeah, yeah. out of the water yeah. in Casino Royale. He just, <laughs> just stands there. You know, that's my favourite scene <laughs> ever. That is my favourite scene ever. <laughs> Because it's so shit. He just pouts, just standing there and pouts for like 10 seconds. And, like, stand, oh, and the funny thing is he's standing there like he's got all muscly, but yeah. he's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny. What a pose. Not muscly at all. Like, oh my God. So funny. How, uh, how sexy am I sort of look. Yeah. <laughs> but oh I, lo- I, I loved this one. I love No Time to Die. It's defi- oh, definitely my favourite of the Craig era and I think it's probably my favourite James Bond ever. I really yeah, give it time though. I will. I, I have to sit on it, but yeah. for right now, I mean, if it beats Skyfall for me, which has been like up the top for probably. me, I think it's probably like safe to say it's probably my favorite. I really love Doctor No and From Russia with Love though the Sean Connery yeah. ones. I really I have a soft spot for On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Mm-hmm. That's the one that um, uh, George Lazenby did, Australian Bond. Yep. 
because um, it was quite different. I really like the take. That it's a bit divisive. Some people either really love it because apparently it's very close to the Ian Fleming novels. Other people hate it because it's so different right. to the Sean Connery films oh, yeah. that, at that point. But I think I really like it. It's a little bit darker, but it's also a bit goofy. And I think George Lazenby was actually a really good Bond. So I'd put that up as like a t- top for me too. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I Who, think... Who's your worst Bond? Uh, well, I never really liked that. Uh, my worst Bond would be Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> I never <laughs> liked the Pierce Brosnan movies. <laughs> and they're just too over the top. And Timothy Dalton I never really liked. But ever since doing that Bond video... yeah. I think I appreciate what he tried to do with the character just a little right. bit more because it's darker and really mm-hmm. edgy. And so mm-hmm. they say it's a bit ahead of its time because they did. It's basically what they are doing with the Daniel Craig movies, but like maybe twenty years earlier. And at the time, they reckon people weren't ready for it. Right. And he basically did two movies, and then they weren't doing well. So mm. goodbye. But um, so yeah. So anyway, no time to die. I loved it. Really, really good. Just even just as like a big explosive blockbuster movie. So yeah, much it was fun. good. It was good. I really loved. I think for the first time in the Daniel Craig era, it just leaned into being a James Bond movie. Mm. It leaned into some. There's some silly moments in it, and they used all the Bond quips, like "shaken not stirred" and "Bond, James Bond," the car, the Aston Martin, um, the music. Best part of the film. That throws DB five. Yeah, throws back to a few of the older tunes. Uh, I just feel like for the first time, it's not this. The Craig franchise is trying to be really gritty mm. and dramatic and serious and realistic. Yeah. And it tries to dance around these things. So it's like only in one of the other movies he asked for the... Actually, I think, yeah, Spectre last night, I was like, hang on, that's the, that's the first time in these four movies he's asked for the martini shake and not so Every other time it's yeah. been like danced around it. Yep. You see him drinking it or they ask, what my, what drink would you like? And he just display, explains the ingredients. Mm. There's only one or two of the other movies where he said, no, Bond, James Bond. Yep. This one just fucking lent into it. Oh, yeah. And it was like everything. You get every single Bond quip and fucking yep. joke and yep. car and music and everything. And it's almost like the first time they're like, fuck it. Just make a Bond movie. Yep. And some really dumb, stupid moments. But it works. Yeah, somehow it, somehow it, it really it works. Yeah. It's just a great movie. And there's like great little twists and you don't expect it. Even the villains. So like Christoph Waltz's character, Blofeld. Jeez, he's good, isn't he? He's so good in everything. Everything he touches. But that character, I don't know, you probably didn't realise, but he is... Remember the character from like the early um, uh, uh, Sean Connery films, the, the bald guy in the oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The basically Doctor Evil is yep, a rip yep, off yep. of. That's yep. the character Christoph Watts is oh, playing. Is it? Yeah, Blofeld. Oh, okay. He had the scar on the eye and yep. little cat, and oh yeah, so yeah. And Spectre was the organization from the original movies. Right, yeah. That Blofeld was yeah. Right, okay. So there you go. Oh, I so, didn't, yeah. didn't realize so it's that. just everything. It's just like this yeah. massive throwback. A few scenes, not spoiling too much, but there's a scene, but where they're in like a garden. This guy's built the garden, he yep. says, yeah. That looked like straight out of like From Russia with Love or something like yeah. that, you know, Dr. No. Um, so, yeah, so loved it and I'm glad you liked it. No, I did. I did. Really I, good. I can say I cannot say that I actually really did enjoy it. And I think maybe that's because it just lent into the fact that let's just do a really dumb but also smart well, it's not, it's, it, it, no, it's probably a bit mean to call it dumb because it's not dumb. There's some dumb moments. But some I, dumb dead jokes in yeah. there. Yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah. they worked. But they yeah, worked. Because he didn't do those in the other movies. He never no, made like right. those little quips, like someone no. gets shot through the head and all mind he's been mind blown or yeah, something like that. Exactly you right. wouldn't have got them in the other four. Yeah. I think in this one it's just like, let's just throw it all, let's just fucking do yeah. a Bond movie. And it's like let's and you can tell he was actually having fun doing this. And one. maybe it was that because it was a different director this time through round. I think that's probably a big part of it. And I also think maybe Daniel Craig's like, I've done four of these, let's just fucking have some fun. Yeah. And you can tell he's having fun. Yeah, yeah. For the first time. Well, the, the, the one we watched last night, yeah. you, you, you'd see he was yeah. bored as batshit. Well, that one, Quantum, yeah. even in Skyfall to a bit. Maybe Skyfall is a bit different because the first time he's working with Sam Mendes and Mendes tried to mix it up a bit. But there are a couple of movies where mm. you just see he's not interested. Yeah, exactly. This one, he's having fun yeah. and he's like just really, you see he's getting into it emotionally yeah. and just... Yeah. Yeah, but that was good. Really liked it. I'm keen to see it again and hopefully it holds up on a second viewing. So that one uh, comes out here. It's been open in America and the UK for like a month now, but it's opening here in Australia on Thursday the 11th of November. So you can go check that one out Mm. in cinemas. I'd love to see the IMAX. It's IMAX screenings. (sighs) It'd be quite Really nice. Beautiful. The other movie we saw this week, uh, we'll talk briefly about... Last night in Soho. I think we'll, talk, we'll review it probably next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really love this one too, and I think it's possibly, possibly one of my favourite movies of the year. Well, it's definitely one of my favourite movies of the year. And I almost would have said it is my favourite movie of the year until James Bond. I think I don't know. Enjoyed them both, but this one's again not into reviewee territory. Yeah, I really loved it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Performances are great. Really. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. My Anya, type of film. Anya Taylor-Joy is so good. Mm. Thomas and Mackenzie's great. We've seen her in a lot of stuff but never really taken much notice of her. No. But she's so good in this. But anyway, we'll talk about that more next week. Uh, that Because that one opens at the end of the month and um, the studio would prefer me to hold off a proper yep. review until the end of the month. I think it's out on the 20th. Oh, uh, no, it might be out on the 18th. Certainly 18th. So we can talk about it next week. Okay. Um, the other movie we saw this week was The Eternals, Marvel's Eternals. This is a brand new one. It's out now everywhere, globally. Yep. This is the latest film. I think, what do they say? Like the 26th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point? Uh, yeah, I think that's what she said. Fucking hell, man. Here I am every week. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's been like 22, 21, 22 movies in the MCU. Fucking 26. 26. I just like lost ca- I've just completely lost count mm. now. Uh, this one's been very divisive. There are people who really love it, like praising it, saying this is great. Other people are like, ah, it's shit. Oh, you're it's shit. Um, I liked it, but I didn't love it. I'm the same. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I don't need to see it again. No, I feel like it would be one that would I feel like wouldn't have. We spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. When we watched Black Widow for a second time, we're like, yeah, it didn't really hold up second time. Mm. I felt the same way with Ant-Man 2. Um, and I think it's another one of those ones where I don't know if it's going to hold up watching it again. Yeah. I like what it's trying to do. I like the direction it's pushing the franchise. I love that it's introducing like all the celestials and all the yep. beings and the sky and all that shit. Um, and I like that it's pushing towards more kind of cosmic stuff. Mm. These characters are pretty cool. But I felt like I didn't really connect with any of them. No, not really. And I don't particularly think there's any characters I really... Not that I didn't like any of them, but it's just like I come out like I probably could tell you like three of their names. There's like ten ten members of the Eternals. Um, Yeah. Ten. They're just like you come out thinking like, oh, 
I don't think I really cared about any of them. Like, no. I didn't have any real connection with any no. of them. I think it's because there's just too many characters. I don't think they necessarily needed to give these characters, like, standalone movies before they push them all together. No. Because I think it's like Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. where it works because they're a team. So it's important to introduce them all together. As a team, yeah. But ten is a lot of mm. characters to try and... And I thought, I, I couldn't really... I couldn't... I was just saying about connecting, mm. like... Um, Kamal's character. No, you didn't like him? No, uh, it, it didn't warm to him. No. Not really. I mean, Kamal's great. I love yeah. love what he does, but that character, like some of the mm. jokes and stuff, yeah. he had were just yeah. really bad. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I wasn't a fan of much of the humour in this one. No, I was I the did, same. This one I'm saying to you last, this is what I said to you with the trailer. When we watched the trailer, so many of the jokes rely on, oh, who's going to be an Avenger now? The Avengers are gone. Mm. Or, hey, well, Steve Rogers isn't around anymore. Tony Stark's not around anymore. I've mentioned Thor. Uh, just all these, like, references. It's like, just stop. Yeah. At this point, and I said it to you after the trailer, I said, at this point, I'm tired of that one-note joke, which is, oh, Tony Stark. Why is Tony Stark? Oh, you know, it's it's a different joke, but it's the same thing, which is like, oh, let's just reference a character for the sake of referencing it. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Yeah. We get, we get the point that these movies are all connected and at first it's fun. Oh, mm. yeah. It's, it's just like I just, just – you can push the franchise in a new direction without shoving down my throat that Tony Stark was around for a bit. And then there was, then there was another re- – there was a reference. Wasn't there a reference in it about the um, – the, uh, what do you call it? The big, the big fight? The big Thanos. The big fight in New York. Oh, yeah. But so they do that all the time That's as well. Exactly. Like That's just like you don't need to. Like I don't mind it. Like they mentioned Thanos where Kit Harrington's character mm. said, why didn't you intervene when Thanos was here? Makes sense because yeah. I'm thinking, well, what the fuck were they? Yeah. And they give you an explanation very early in the movie why they weren't there. Yep. Which is because they were told not to interfere unless the deviants, the bad guys, were mm. in mm. the picture. So they That's stood right. back. Makes sense. Introduce that idea, but I'm sick of this fucking joke where it's like, "Oh, Tony, oh, where's Tony Stark? Oh, I'll be the new Captain America." Mm. Sick of it. I'm so yeah, yeah. sick of it. Some of the jokes are funny, but when you start relying on that over and over and over and over again, every single movie, I just I'm over it. But anyway, let's be on the point. This little ramble there. I did like the movie, and again, I like the direction it's going. All the actors were great. The characters are great. I just didn't feel like I cared much about it. Yeah, no, I was the same. That's it. And it's got a 6.7 on IMDb. Yeah, it's very divisive. What do you, where do you sit with that rating? I think it's probably about right. I'd say probably six, six and a half. Yeah, I, I'm, that's yeah. just slightly over for me. I think I gave it a three, maybe a three and a half, which probably is six, like six, six and, and, and a half, half yeah. yeah. Um, it's the, it's, I think it's rotten on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. Oh, really? It's, the, it's been fluctuating between like 59 and 60%. So anything under 60% is a rotten rating. And it's the lowest rated Marvel movie critically on I, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the only one to be certified rotten, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the lowest lowest rated um, one. By critics, anyway. Audience score is 86 and critics is 51. So, yeah, 51. 51. It's well and truly dropped because it was like fluctuating between 59 and 60. Now it's dropped. Shit. 51. Yeah, so it's weird for critics to mm. do it from critics. Usually it's the other way around where the critics are like, yeah, this is so good. And then that audience is like, fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so there's Marvel's Eternals. Liked it. Didn't love it. I'm keen to see what they do with these characters next. I have a, fe- I have a sneaking feeling. 
I just feel like we're going to see them sooner rather than later. I feel like some of these characters would lend themselves to like the next Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe. Mm. I don't know when we're going to see that because they haven't announced an Eternals 2 or anything. It's going to be interesting to see where this storyline picks up going forward. Yeah, I, I, I can't see where they can yeah. take, where they're going to take it. I know. I understand what they're doing with like the Celestials. This is going to be the next big sort of thing. We've sort of had them coming to Loki, and we've had them like the first Guardians of the Galaxy introduced the Celestials. They created the I Infinity Stones. Yeah. Yeah, when they go see the Collector, and then he tells this story like big projections. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they were all yeah, the yeah, Celestials yeah. Right. Like yeah, at the beginning right. of the universe or whatever. Yep. So now we're real pushing into that territory, and it's like going to be the next big thing. Mm, so bring the Guardians back. Yeah, well, they're the next. They're going to start shooting the next one next year, very early next oh, year. Oh, awesome! And it's going to have Thor in it, and that's why I feel like it. I feel like some of these Eternals characters would lend themselves well to that movie too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So because then in Thor, the Guardians are going to be the next Thor as well. So it's all sort of like I don't know. I feel like mm. anyway, we'll see what happens with that. So that's it. Oh, that's it. That's it for the movies. With that said. Time to relax. Yeah, because it's Mad Men time. No, it's Mad Men time. Bonk. And Mad Mad Bad Men is Mad Mad Bad Men. Mad Men is very <laughs> relaxing. <laughs> bad, mad Men is a very relaxing program. I love it. Yeah. Uh, how many have we watched this week? Four? Four this week. Fuck, smashing it. That was good. Yeah. One more to get this season done. Yeah. Very exciting. Very interesting. It's getting real good. Well, it's yeah, always yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, he's really hit rock bottom oh, yeah. at this point. Yeah. Very good. I wonder if he keeps going into the next season. Don't know. Don't know much about it. we'll knock that next season off before you go? Oh, no, we've got two weeks. I reckon we've done this one in like a week, a week and a half maybe. a couple of weeks. I reckon we'll get this. I reckon we'll get season five mostly done. Mm. And then we've got like two seasons left. I thought season seven was a double length season because I did the two parts. Right. But it's two six episode parts or maybe oh, two right. eight episode parts. So right. it's like... A regular length. So, really, we've mm. only got a couple of seasons to go. And it's on, um, what was it on overseas? Amazon Prime over in the UK. So, oh, we'll okay. be able to watch it. We'll oh, be able cool. to keep watching it and yeah. keep bringing everyone the Mad Men updates yeah, on cool. the pod. Because we're going to keep yeah, yeah. doing the pod while I'm over there. Yeah, yeah. Do it remotely. Yeah, but oh, I loved, loved last night's episode. It was good. Yeah, last night's was good. It was a really good one. There's been some really good ones lately. I mm. really loved the one with Don and Peggy. Sort of, you know, they went out, they. He, he blew up That's at her, right, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. he went right off at her and then she bit back and then they... Finished up out having a yeah. drink and dinner and, well, a hamburger. Yeah, <laughs> and then came... <laughs> cool dinner. Yeah. It's just it's a really good show. It's yeah, like yeah. a really good example of what's called a bottle episode. You know a bottle, no. bottle episode? So you, uh, traditionally a bottle episode would be uh, done in a show back in the day when they had like a limited budget and maybe they wanted to do a really big episode at the end of the season, and the best way to reserve funds for this big episode would be to do a really small episode that didn't cost any money. And traditionally, it would be an episode set in one place. Oh, right. So the example, pretty much the example that everyone uses is an episode of Friends called The One Where No One's Ready. And it's everyone getting ready to go out to Ross's paleontology speech thing, and no one's ready. And that's the one where Joey dresses up in all of Chandler's clothes and oh, comes and does the right. lunges yeah, yeah. and Rachel can't choose what dress she's wearing. Phoebe has a wardrobe malfunction. It's all set in the one apartment. So this is one episode set in one place, really simple story. Right at once. Yeah, exactly right. Don't, one, just, don't need to swap locations. Yep. Don't need to go on. This is a bit different because there was a couple of locations. There was the Don's office. There was, was the, the bar. The bar. 
but mostly this is pretty much a bottle episode. And I don't think that's because of budgetary reasons. I think really it was just a real character sort of yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. And that was really good because it didn't involve Betty, oh, his yeah. wife. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. So you have these two yeah. characters, really just the two characters. And I Char- didn't miss her not being in it. No. Well, you kind of – it's interesting when they do something like this, you don't realise until maybe even the next episode, you're like, hang on a minute, they weren't in that one. Yeah, yeah. There was something we watched recently too. I can't remember what – oh, this, this week's episode of – uh, Morning Wars, very similar, where it was all set in Steve Carell's house, basically. In Italy, yeah. Yeah. And right. I said, the, I've noticed at the end of the episode, hang on a minute, Reese Witherspoon wasn't in that episode at all. Yeah. It yeah, was Steve right. Carell and Jennifer Aniston and then Steve Carell's love the, interest. Yeah. The, the yeah. And that's it. So mm. that's, I guess that's an example of like a bottle, sort of a bottle show as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really loved it. Really loving it at the moment, Mad Men. Mm. Hanging to see that last episode. Yeah, I know. Knock it out tonight, maybe. Mm, gonna have Something to. I think. I just want to see it. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. See what happens to the business. Is it gonna float or? Yeah. Of course, it's gonna float. But oh yeah. Very mm. exciting. All right. So um, I'll, I'll play the jingle once more. <laughs> just to close it out because we love it. We love it. <laughs> uh, quick partner highlights. I'd love to give a little shout out to. Random Space Media, they've been doing some really great box sets, uh, developing them with the studios, sort of more niche stuff that wouldn't really particularly sell on general wide release. However, uh, one of their more recent box sets, the seven-movie collection of Tremors, you can get that at JB, actually. Um, They've done a HP Lovecraft collection with a bunch of films based on HP Lovecraft works uh, that's been done in collaboration with Umbrella. You can get both of them right now at randomspacemedia.com. If you want to head over to kicks.com.au, you can still use the code DAVE15. Ooh. Uh, you can use that at checkout for 15% off store-wide, including pre-orders and sale products. Active till the end of the year, isn't it? Active till the end of the year now. They've extended cool. it. must be doing all right. They sent me a bunch of discs this week. They sent me uh, the a bunch of 4K catalogue titles, Ooh, nice. which have just uh, been released on the local market. There's uh, Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards Ooh, that'd be on good. 4K. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that checking for a long that time. out. I know, it's been ages. Oh. Uh, Carlito of course, that's where we first saw um, Christoph Waltz, Christoph yes. Waltz. That was his first English film. Was it? English language film, yeah. He was brilliant in that. So good. That one scene at the beginning where he's uh, just that monologue at the beginning at the dining table. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. so good. Yeah. Just love it. That's the, that is, whenever I think of Christoph Waltz, it's that scene. Yeah. Or that bit at the end, that's a bingo. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do the voice, but yeah. Uh, Carlito's Way with Al Pacino has also just been reissued on 4K. Really looking forward to seeing nice. that. Love that. The Thing, John Carpenter's I'm, The Thing. Watch that for a Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that. That's one of uh, the world's worst manager's favourite movies, The Thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, he made me watch it years ago. He came over and was like, you have to watch this. And I was like, eh, it's not that great. But I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'd probably appreciate it more now. Mm. Particularly after I've watched quite a few of John Carpenter's movies, and I kind of I think I, I get what his stuff's about. Yeah, uh, they've also issued the Evil Dead on 4K. This is the original Sam Raimi version. I don't think I've ever watched that. No, me either. Uh, me either. I just bought the Blu-ray though a couple of months ago. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was like four dollars or something. So that's all right. I look forward to seeing that in 4K. They've also uh, they've also sent me over a couple of newer releases, like new films. This year's films: Old M Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is apparently uh, uh, well, actually, yeah, because that that when we hear this sound effect, if I can find it, the uh, that's the movie he's talking about. 
Oh, in that really? Sound clip. Yeah, it was old by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh. Yeah, so there you go. So we can check that out and decide whether it is, in fact, or... All right, all right, all right. Um, they also sent over Gunpowder Milkshake, which I'm quite looking forward to. It's like another one of those kind of girl group action adventure movies. Oh, right. uh, it's got Karen Gillan in there, who was Nebula in Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy, uh, Carla Guino, Michelle Yeoh, uh, Angela Bassett. Oh, okay. yeah. And Paul Giamatti. In there, oh, popping his head in again, of course. <laughs> I'll show you. So that's a bunch of stuff that's just been released. You can get all that over at kicks.com.au. Use Dane15 for 15% off. Awesome. There you go. And that's not an affiliate code. Not an affiliate code at all. Now, this week, something a little bit different than normal. Um, the incredible folk over at Hulu in the US mm-hmm. reached out. They sent a press release about the new season of The Animaniacs. Season 2, this is a reboot season. We have access to talent if you'd like an interview. Now, I've tried to get interviews through Hulu before and usually I end up just going through this crazy loop where I get forwarded through like six or seven departments until it winds up at some local division that is dealing with whatever program that I'm talking about mm. because usually in the case it's like if you're international press you should be going through the the local, local. the local division. Yep. In some cases I've been like I don't know who to contact here and they put you through this loop of like six people like oh you got to talk to this person like yeah no not us we'll put you onto this person like yeah not us we'll put you onto this guy yeah, not me. I'm you finish up back where you started. And then you, well, you finish up with some <laughs> local team who's like oh, yeah no sorry we don't have access. Ugh. But anyway with Animaniacs I was like I want Access to the Animaniacs cast. I said, I know for a fact there is no local contact for this because you haven't even played season one here. Mm. I said, here's all my Animaniacs videos with like 10, 20 odd thousand views, 100,000 of views, my, my evolution. I said, my Animaniacs videos do so well. People love it. Please let me interview them. And then like two weeks later, I was like, you've been approved for the Animaniacs. <laughs> so we did like a roundtable thing and I was able to ask him a couple of questions. And uh, I'm just going to play you a, a quick clip of it now. I got to speak to the entire cast, which includes the wonderful Rob Paulson, who I spoke mm-hmm. to earlier mm-hmm. in the year. He plays Yakko and Pinky. Uh, Jess Harnell, who's Wacko. Tress McNeil, who's Dot. Uh, Maurice LaMarche as The Brain. And uh, also got to speak to the executive producer, Gabe Schwa. Uh, I'll play you a very quick clip of this. I'm also I've also put up the the full video. It's only like a five or six minute video. You can head over there and check that out on my main YouTube channel. But for now, I'll play you a very quick clip. This is me talking to the cast of the Animaniacs. Hi guys, I'm calling in from Melbourne, Australia this morning. Oh my Absolutely goodness! To, to be able to speak with you. He's got the best quality video, and he's the furthest away. <laughs> Good eye. What time Rob is it? Uh, it is nine thirty in the morning. Nine thirty. Nine thirty on Tuesday. Tomorrow morning. morning. Yes. Yes. Tuesday morning. That's yeah, right. Yeah. What's, um, what's the stock market going to do? Just kidding. I need to take money for my, for my next plan to take I'll over let, the world, Dave. And I'll let you know when I know. Yes. I want to know. Me and Rob, uh, we spoke a little bit about this earlier in the year, but I, I want to know what is. The uh, the magic ingredient with the Animaniacs that allows this show to transcend the generations. I grew up with the show. I love that original show. But this new version of the show is terrific as well. What is it that makes this show continue to click you know, 25, 30 years later? Tremendous intelligence, I think, if I can just throw in my two cents. I think we've got... You know, one of the smartest writing staffs in all of Hollywood, and uh, and and same goes for the the uh, the, the music staff and the, the people who write the songs. We don't draw them, we don't write them. It is a deeply collaborative effort. But 
I think it's safe to say now that Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain have become relatively iconic in a pop culture sense. And when you are able to do that at a high level, you end up with Rocky and Bullwinkle, you end up with The Simpsons, you end up with uh, Looney Tunes, you end up with um, Transformers, you know, stuff that is utterly timeless. And uh, I, I don't know that there's a specific formula for us per se, Dave, but mm. it, when you have people at, who are really at, at performing their, their crafts at a high level and the show is being overseen by Steven Spielberg. That was my, that was my yeah. I mean, they come really, on, man. Honestly, yeah. we are the grateful beneficiaries of having the best of the best. And I don't even know how to, how to be, how, how to express my gratitude. It's really yeah, my Who's going to say no to the question? Do you want to work with Steven Spielberg? <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again, right. I'll start very briefly by saying that Animaniacs has always worked on the level of being funny for kids and funny for yep. adults. If you can master that mm -hmm. formula and make that work, because it's a tightrope, man, because you can pander to either side and they don't do it and they haven't done it. So it's still it's funny if you're a little kid and you like bright colors and a character who burps and doesn't wear pants. We got you covered. Or if you want to hear subversive <laughs> political humor and catchy yep. Broadway musical numbers, we got those two. That's for me. Or if you like female beauty. Yes, of course. Yeah. That's where I come in. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you. Thank you very much. I used to be cute in the first iteration. Dot was known for her cuteness. Now she has wit. Well, she's, yeah. She had that then too. They just accepted it. <laughs> she did, but she kind of like kept that, you know, you know, you know, hidden a little bit. So as not to intimidate the others. That's right. Huge testament. Huge testament, not only to the, to the returning cast, but to the new showrunners. Because this show is, it's, it's terrific. All right, there we go. Hmm. There we cool. Go. Yeah. Oh, I need to get across and have a look at that. No, I yeah. The full thing. on to watch the, the full thing. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I didn't, didn't realize Well, actually, up. well, no, at the time that we're recording this, it's not up. But by the time it goes out, it will be up. Oh, okay. I've yeah, said it. That's to, why I haven't yeah, got yeah, a notification it. Yeah. for it. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun talking to them. It was great. Rob Paulson, I said last time, he's such a humble guy. He's such a nice guy. Did he remember He you? remembered me. Oh, he's like, go. it's nice to see you again. I was like, oh, wow. I was going <laughs> into a thing, I wonder if he'll remember me. Because I know he does so many interviews yeah. with people. Just so many. I was like, I wonder if he'll remember me. Yeah. He was like, hey, good to see you again, Dave. I was like, yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's great. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, the Animaniacs, uh, the new season, second season of the reboot series, Starts on November 5 on Hulu in the US. I've mm. seen a few episodes of it. They gave me four episodes, I think. Really great. It's not much different than the first bunch of episodes. I think they were made at the same time, but uh, really enjoyable. So check them out if you can. If you're in Australia, bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> bad luck. At that, though, it is now time for one of our favourite segments, probably our most favourite segment of the game. Probably. Of the day. Of the probably. show. Yeah, it is. Or... All right, all right, all right. It's a game that we play. Mm. <laughs> uh, of course, it's the game that we play. We get people to send us in really obscure titles from IMDb. We'll read each other the synopsis of them and decide whether we think the movies are Shite. or... All right, all right, all right. Based on nothing but the synopsis. And essentially, the what, what decides whether a movie is Shite. or... All right, all right, all right. Is the rating on IMDb. Anything below a 6, so 0 to 5.9 is... Shite. Anything 6 and all above. All right, all right, all right. There we go. I think I got through that pretty quick today. Record time, <laughs> hey? 
I just think that's going to piss off the world's worst manager. World's worst manager, yeah, he's going to hate all those little sound effects. Hey, what about a double whammy? All right, all right, all right. Didn't know you could do that. Yeah, you can do that. I could do this too. Jesus. That'll piss him off. Oh, yeah. Anyway. I like that. Yeah, Shadow Riot time. Okay, so this week we've had, well, I should say we have a drinking game on this, don't we? Yes. Uh, that the World's Worst Manager is wonderfully put together for us. Uh, if you guess the Shadow Riot, this is for the listeners out there, if you guess the Shadow Riot wrong, you've got a drink. If the synopsis is reread, you've got a drink. If Devesh's name is mentioned, you've got a drink. And if the segment ends, you've got to finish a drink. So at the end of the game, you've got to finish a drink no matter yeah. what. So we've had a, a few sent in this week. Uh, we had one come in from Jeff. Oh, we had a Jeff sent in a couple, actually. We had one from Blake and a couple from Sam. Um, Jeff has emailed us in. Jeff is, of course, our little worker monkey. Yep. He's the uh, official school keeper of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sent us in an email. He sent in some weird oh, emails. Dear. Hello, Governor. Both you blokes are tied again this week. 38-38, quirky mate, flirty date. Just made that one up. There's no structure to this at all. It's shambolic, innit? Hello, UK. Goodbye, sunshine, or so I've heard. I saw the news about the Simpsons Disney crossover. What the yuck is that about? (laughs) Jesus. Jeff. Between the drinking game and the bong man update. Bong man, Jesus. What's he on? No, he's going to fuel you now. You're going to be calling it the bong man update. I feel pretty good about right about now. Uh, P.S. I could go my entire life without hearing you guys take a sip into the microphone ever again. Oh, well. Because every, every time you mention Devesh. Oh, shit. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that, Jeff. We are... <sighs> you mates, he says. You mates are prime. You're prime mates. So what he did there. Yeah, I see what it's done there because he's the monkey, mm. the worker monkey. Good on you, Jeff. Thanks for sending the email and sending us in the, um, what's it called, score sheet. Yep. Yeah, so 30, 38, 38. We're tired again this week. Um, and stop wasting your time. Get back to work. Get back to work. Um, last week was a tie. We both got one each last week, so we're back up as a tie. You're going to guess first this week. Um, and as I said, we've got new submissions this week as well. So I'm going to read you one first. And this one has come from our good pal. Get your drinks ready, guys. Devesh. Okay. We're pissing everyone off today. Pissing <laughs> off Jeff, having a sip, pissing off Wacko Jacko with the with the board. Crazy. All right, this one. A rebellious stoner named Moondog lives life by his own rules. Um that sounds like it's a bit of a sixties hippie film or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say it's shite. Yeah, say it's shite. Yeah. Lock that one in? Yep. <gasps> shite. Yeah, it's shite. Yeah, it had shite written all over it, that. It's called The Beach Bum. Yeah, there you go. It's pretty recent, 2019. Oh. Uh, Scott Alpel. All right, Math- all right, oh, all right. Matthew McConaughey. It's going to be all right then. <laughs> yeah. It's a 5.5, so it's just, just below. Yeah. I've heard about it. It looks quite good. It's got Snoop Dogg in there as well, so it's definitely a stoner movie. Oh, yeah. Zac Efron. Martin Lawrence, Isla Fisher, and Jimmy Buffet. Do we have it? <laughs> we don't have it. I don't think I've released it on Blu-ray here. Oh. I, I have to try and – I've wanted to see it because it looks just so dumb. Look at that. Just crazy stoner, Matthew McConaughey playing a guy called Moondog. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it just uh, – just, 
stung for me, the, yeah. that synopsis. Yeah. But, I've, but with Matthew McConaughey in it, I think I might enjoy it. Yeah, he's always fun. Yeah, he's always yeah. fun. All right, you're going to read All one right, for me now? Your turn. First one this is... This one's from Jeff. A young couple struggles to repair a homeless, dilapidated house. This has to be the money pit. Has to be the money pit. Surely that's not that obscure. It has to be the money pit, and it's a, it's a, it's an all right. It's a classic. Tom Hanks, Shelley Long, one of Tom Hanks' earliest, the greatest. It is. I'm going to say it's all right because it's definitely the money mm. pit. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, it is the money pit. There you go. I think I would have easy got one. that. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. It's one of my favourite Higgs films. Is it that obscure now? Is that obscure? It's obscure is. these days, well, maybe. What, when was it made? 80, Probably 86. 86, yeah. Probably, you know, 20-year-olds are going to think that's an old film. I suppose, yeah. 15 to 20-year-olds are going to think, oh, that's an old film. Yeah, I guess so. Because that's what, that's... Um, 30 and they probably can't watch it on their, on their phones. So. 34 years old. Yeah, yeah true. That's <laughs> probably on Netflix or something you're talking yeah, about. exactly. Oh, there you go. Thanks for that, Jeff. What a great film. Love oh, film. great movie. Okay, I'm going to read you one now from Sam. Sam B. Sam B. Yeah. Um, the inspirational tale of the grandfathers of fitness as we know it, Joe and Ben Wider, facing anti-Semitism and extreme poverty, the brothers, the brothers, Beat all odds to build an empire and inspire future generations. Sounds like shit. Sounds like shit. Sounds like shit. <laughs> so you're going to lug it in? Yep. It is. All right, uh, all right, yeah, all right. It's all right, all right. It's called Bigger. It's made in 2018. And it looks like, we know Sam B is a big Schwarzenegger yep. fan. It looks like the, uh, that uh, there's a guy in here playing Schwarzenegger. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's not quite a Schwarzenegger movie, but it is a Schwarzenegger Inspired. Inspired movie. It doesn't quite, I don't know, but it does look like Schwarzenegger on the picture there. I can't find anyone playing Arnold Schwarzenegger. Anyway, there you go. Hmm. Yeah, it's a 6.4, that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. It looks like a tally movie, but yeah, there you go. It's got um, Kevin Duran, Tyler Hoechlin, who's the guy who plays Superman on Supergirl, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Julianne Huff. Oh, and DJ Qualls. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen him for years. Yeah, no. I love DJ Qualls. And Robert Forster, who's seen fucking everything that we talk about on this show. Uh, there you go. All right, uh, your turn now. To... I didn't tell you, Money Pit was 6.4. Oh, there you go. Uh, okay, you want your second one now, yep. I assume, don't you? Yeah, this is from Blake. A coming-of-age story set in the south mm. of the US when Elvis was king. Oh, coming-of-age story. I feel like I know this. Um, I feel like I I feel like I know it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say all right because I feel like I'm a, there's a lot of these ones which is like a coming of age story set in the backdrop of Elvis, coming of age story set in the background of the Beatles, etc. Uh, etc. Et could almost be Forrest Gump because he grows up, well, he loves be. Elvis, but I don't think it is. I, I'm gonna say all right because they're always quite. There's one with James Dean as well, set in the backdrop of James Dean. <laughs> um, I love you, Jimmy Dean, or something that it's called. Um, I think it'll be all right because they're kind of nice little, sweet little movies, okay. these ones usually. It is. All right, yeah. all right, all right. I think Blake's been listening to what we've been talking about. Is he? This one's called The Man in the Moon. Man, Man in the Moon. Man in the Moon. Oh. Oh, that's Reese Witherspoon. I know this movie. I think I've seen this is the one. This is the one where the guy gets is this the one where the guy yeah. gets run the over. tractor. He gets run yes. over by the tractor. Oh yes. shit. Yeah, that's the one. 
Reese Witherspoon. I told Man you. The moon. I told you it was a real movie. I knew you said, oh, it's a telly movie. I said, no, I knew for some reason I knew it was like a real film. It's got Reese Witherspoon in yeah. it. Yeah. Very young Reese yeah. Witherspoon. And just I, about every time we see every time we turn, movie, these things play. But every time we turn on, it's always that bit where the guy gets run over by the tractor. Yeah. And yeah, we've yeah. never actually watched any more of it. It's like this 20-minute break, bracket where this guy is doing shit and then he gets run over by his tractor and then Reese Witherspoon freaks out and then we think it's shit. But it's got a good rating. And it's about Cause, Elvis. Because he's, he's dating Reese Witherspoon's yeah. sister. Yeah, that's right. And they, they've just been having a bit of a romp yeah, in, yeah. The, in the grass and then she takes off home and then he, he yes. jumps in the tractor <laughs> and, he, and he hung his hat on the tree <laughs> yeah. and as he, as he was driving past the tree, he went to grab his hat yeah, right. and fell off and went under the tractor. Oh, that's so crap. It's got a good rating though. Interesting. Seven point five. What did it have? 7.3, Seven, I think. Well, maybe we got to check it out. <laughs> I think we've seen enough of We'll it. just wait We'll wait a month or so And it'll be on tally again <laughs> yeah. I'll get a text from you overseas That movie's on again I swear to God They must play it two or three times a year It's always on They the must movie. They must Oh there you yeah. go Well there you go That is this week's edition of Alright 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 Beautiful Alright so The next segment Of the program I believe also has a jingle And it is One that our Favourite World's Worst Manager Absolutely hates. It is. Trailer Trash. I <sighs> love it. Oh, so good, isn't it? Okay, we're going to take a little trailer today, and I have a feeling, I haven't watched this yet, but I have a feeling this may be one of those instances where it is Trailer Trash. Oh, okay. We're going to take a look at Morbius. Ooh. This is um, a three-minute trailer. Oh, <laughs> For um, the latest... Sony Pictures Spider-Verse film based on the character Morbius the Living Vampire played by the one and only Jared Leto. Uh, This is kind of in that like Venom universe that they're trying to do where they're Mm. trying to like squeeze, they're trying to like push their movies into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because technically Sony owns all the Marvel Marvel characters and technically they're allowed to use some of the Marvel characters that – in the MCU, so we're going to see a couple of faces pop up in here that are in MCU movies, and they're just really trying to weasel their movies into the MCU, and Kevin Feige is like, I'm having none of this, mm. but legally there's nothing that can stop them. So anyway, this is the latest one. It's called Morbius, based on Morbius the Living Vampire. <sighs> Let's have a look. I went from dying to being more alive than ever. It worked. Not exactly. I have increased strength and speed and some form of bat radar. There's something inside of me. He wants to hunt. And consume blood. Michael. Who the hell are you, Matt? I am Venom. I'm just kidding. It's Dr. Michael Morbius at your service. Morbius. Another dud from Sony Pictures? No interest. No, me either. That gives me absolute no interest. Zero interest. Just looks like shit. <laughs> oh, man. But then we didn't like, um, what's it called? Venom. Venom. It was crap. Mm. Uh, it was a bit of dumb fun, but it was pretty crap. Yeah. And this looks just even worse. This looks crap. Three-minute trailer? Give me a three-minute trailer you just, for. You just, you just watch the whole film. That's all you need to I see. I know. And you notice in there, they're like trying to like squeeze into the Marvel universe. Michael Keaton's in there, obviously, as uh, the vulture, because he was the vulture in Spider Man uh, Far From Home. 
the first no Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep. he was in that. So his, his little characters in there. You've got um, there's a bit where he's the the uh, Morbius is reading the Daily Bugle. The headline on the Daily Bugle is the logo from the original Spider-Man movies. And I then didn't notice that. there's a bit where he walks past a wall. And there's a big piece of graffiti of Spider-Man on there, but it's not the new Spider-Man. It's the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man on the wall. Oh, so it's like either they don't know what the fuck they're doing, or they're just like really trying to be real sneaky and sneak their movie into Marvel without like crossing yeah, over the yeah, lines. Yeah. Or another theory is that it kind of ties into the Spider Verse thing. I don't think so, but. Fuck, I don't know. This just looks so stupid. It's all over the place. This is what I hate about Sony. I hate about this weird joint custody thing that's going on with Marvel and Sony is that Sony's just doing whatever the hell they want. And Kevin Feige over at Marvel Studios is like, fuck, I can't be bothered with this. I can't be dealing with it. But it's the only way they can get Spider-Man. Let them have this weird joint sort of... Yep. Anyway, so... I'm not going to... Hanging by the feet, waiting for that. Well, that's coming out January 28th in the UK and the US. It's actually out early here in Australia on the 20th. Mm. Um, it's a Sony one. They'll likely send a screening, and uh, I'll pass the ticket on to you if you'd like to go and see it. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll Morbius. Jared Leto. I am so, can't stand him. He's pretty buffed in that, though. He is, yeah. Isn't He's he? got a bit jacked up, yeah. He's okay. He's just he has the tendency to just like just over the top with mm-hmm. everything, and it's just like chill, man. Mm-hmm. It's like the Joker. The Joker just way over the top. Same sort of thing here. Um, but there you go. That was this week's um, edition of um, what's it called? Trailer trash. <laughs> and it was a trailer trash this week. It was trash. Yeah, what was that? What is that? What the hell is that? Sounds like a truck about to reverse. It does sound like a truck. Be careful. Oh, no. It's just the news. Oh, that's right. It's just the sting for the news. It is. Yeah, I keep forgetting to make it shorter. (laughs) It's long. It's long. Okay, a couple of bits of news this week. We've been keeping up to date with the whole Christopher Nolan um, Oppenheimer film that he's doing over at Universal. Um, Of course, we know that we've got uh, Killian Murphy and they're portraying Robert J. Oppenheimer, who's the bloke who helped mm-hmm. him invent the atomic bomb. Uh, we've got Emily Blunt in there playing his wife. Uh, two new casting announcements this week. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, really? Yeah. And Matt Damon. I suppose he's not doing much else, is he? He's doing nothing else. Now that he's finished with uh, Iron Man. Iron Man. But this means he's back to doing like proper roles again. Good. Doing some good dramatic shit again. Good. It's going to be awesome. Because, yeah, of course, like the first thing he did straight out of the MCU was Doolittle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's back to doing some good stuff because he does some really great stuff. Mm. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was oh, amazing with was Val Kilmer. Yes, yeah, so good. A Chaplin. Mm. Uh, even The Judge was quite good. I like The Judge. That's the one with um, Robert Duvall. He's, uh, the, he was his father. Oh, the that's right. Yeah, yeah, very yep, good. Yep, that was a good film. So it's good to see him back doing this kind of stuff. Uh, he hasn't done a Nolan film yet either. So both he and Emily Blunt are... Fresh faces to the Nolan verse. Hopefully they'll continue on to mm. with him. Uh, Matt Damon, however, had, was briefly in Interstellar, had like a little cameo in Interstellar. Sonic kids were. I don't remember that. Yeah, he was in that. They land on a planet and he's there. He's been there for ages and he mm. goes crazy. It's funny. We were at Nan's the other day, your mother's house the other yep. day, and your brother was there. And he was like, "Oh, I saw this movie on TV the other day. Matt Damon was in space. It was awful." I was like, "What are you talking about? The Martian?" He's like, "No, that no, wasn't the Martian." 
was like, I have no idea. What are you talking about? He's like, oh, Matt Damon in space. He's like in a space suit and he's going crazy. I'm like, the Martian. You talking about the Martian? He's like, oh, it wasn't the Martian. I was sure it was the Martian. And he looked up. I was the Interstellar. Oh. I was like, oh, of course. I always forget he's in it for like 10 mm. minutes. Mm. But Interstellar's great. I love no, I don't it. remember him being Love it. Cool. Yeah, he's brief. I always forget he's in it. Oh, but there you go. So I've only seen it once. Oh, I love it. I've seen it maybe three times. I love it. Now, apparently, um, Damon is going to be playing Lieutenant General Leslie Groves, who's the director of the Manhattan Project, the U.S. research initiative that developed the the A bomb, mm-hmm. and Danny will play Louis Strauss, the infamous chair bomb of the Atomic en- uh, Energy Commission, who initiated hearings that questioned Oppenheimer's loyalty to the United States, and famously had the scientists' security clearance revoked. I thought he might have been playing the guy that invented the denim jean. Why is that? Louis Strauss. Levi, oh, yeah, Levi, Levi Strauss. Strauss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. got his name wrong. Yeah, they printed no, it. <laughs> yeah. No, Louis Strauss. Um, the film is coming out July 21, 2023, so not far off. About a year and a half. Mm. It's not too far. Um, which is t- apparently, typically, a date saved for Nolan films in the past, as Deadline oh. says. And Deadline said a little while ago, a few weeks back, that the film is believed to be an all-star ensemble. And it's living up to it. I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. should be really good. Uh, but there's got to be there's got to be a twist with Nolan. There's got to be some quirky little, even if it's just like a stylistic twist. I don't know. Or maybe he's just gonna just all out, just do a proper bio biopic. Mm. Who knows? There you go. Mm. A weird bit of casting news this week. I reported on this on my channel on my cartoon news. I don't usually cross that stuff over into this, but this is a weird one. A few weeks ago, Chris Pratt was cast as Mario. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this week has come out that he's now been cast as Garfield. <laughs> oh, the cat. The cat, yeah. You're doing a new Garfield movie and Chris Pratt is going to be Garfield. Oh, yeah, I reckon he'd be right in that. I think he'd be... I, he's proven that he can do the smart-ass yeah, sort of that, just that sort of humour. His lazy. sort of humour, I think, would yeah. suit that he won't character. Go. Everyone's like, he's not going to sound like... Um, of course he's not going to sound like fucking Garfield. He doesn't need to. He's just a different version of it. He's going to sound like Chris Pratt doing Garfield. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Garfield. <laughs> that was crap. That was terrible. Um, but, of course, Bill Murray was Garfield for a bit there. He did two Garfield movies, and he's like, they're the worst movies I've ever done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> they they got shitloads probably. Yeah, That's exactly right. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. Chris Pratt as Garfield. Mm. bit more casting news. This. Right. Yeah, I think I'm looking for – I don't think I really like Garfield. I hate Garfield. You hate Garfield? I hate Garfield. Yeah. Garfield and that other, that alien. <laughs> what was that alien? Elf. Elf. I, I loved Elf. Elf. I loved I Elf, Elf so much. It was such a good show. Elf. It. I loved it. Oh, so I used dumb. to walk out the room when you were watching that. Really? I yep. loved it. So good. But I've never, I'd never liked Garfield. Never liked Garfield. No. Uh, but we'll see. It'll be interesting. Another bit of casting news. It's, it's a slow news week. It's just all casting news this week. We've got... Um, they're doing a, a film based on the stage play Wicked, mm-hmm. which is based on The Wizard of Oz. Yep. It's like a, supposed to be like a prequel. They've been trying to get this movie off the ground for like 10 years. And it's just never just gained traction. They finally got it going. Uh, director John M. Chu is going to be directing it. He directed Crazy Rich Asians, In the Heights, uh, Now You See Me Too, and G.I. Joe Retaliation. A bunch of like heaps of credits to his name. Mm-hmm. Um, they're finally getting it off the ground, and today, actually, just after we left Bond, between the time we left Bond and the time we were recording this, they announced this. Um, Ariana Grande has been cast as Glinda the Good Witch, mm-hmm. and Cynthia Erivo, who we've talked about quite a bit recently, 
She from the picture I put in front of you, you wouldn't recognize her, but she was yeah, the, from um, what's it called, The Outsider. Yep. Yeah, she looks so completely different. She's so good, and she's going to be playing Alfaba, who is the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm. Uh, in the original Broadway play, Alfaba was played by um, Adele Dazeem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dina Menzel. <laughs> yeah, that's <the> yeah. <laughs> played her in that. Um, I think it's good casting. I think the casting's quite good. Um, of course, The Wizard of Oz is my favourite movie of all time. Um, and I can see it. I can see it. I quite like Ariana Grande. I'm not a fan of her music, but she's an incredibly talented singer. Um, I don't know. I've never really seen any of her acting before. Mm. She did like all those Disney Channel shows that I've just never seen. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I don't, I don't quite know. Real but cutesy, sort yeah. of girly. She has a background. Yeah, but... You got to think she's she's older now. She's yeah, that's like right. Mid twenties, late twenties. You got to feel like she's probably pushed the boundaries a little bit, like Miley Cyrus sort of thing, just mm-hmm. going in a different direction. Uh, so I'm interested to see. Um, I'm completely down for Cynthia Revo as the Wicked Witch because she everything I've seen her in so far, amazing. She's great and she's an incredible singer. Oh yeah, incredible she's singer. A, she, she, you can see why she got the wish. Oh, is, for sure, with a voice like that. Um, I saw Wicked. I saw the stage play when it came mm-hmm. to Melbourne years ago. Hated it. Yeah, I know. Fucking Maybe coming hated home thinking, it. I still hate it to this day. Who'd you go with? Mum, I think. Yeah. She was like, let's go and see Wicked. I was like, oh, all right, it's Wizard of Oz. I hated it. Yeah. Hated it. I'm not a huge, like, Broadway musical over-the-top fan to begin with, but I hated it. And everyone loves this fucking thing. Mm. And I just, it's a prequel to The Wizard of Oz where they're like, oh, and it's not the prequel to the movie, it's a prequel to the book. And they try and give all these characters backstories. Characters already had backstories in the book. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is not what was in the book. It's like, I've read the book many times. I'm like, this is not what it... But it's quite obvious that they were trying to do a prequel to the movie, but legally saying, oh, it's just the book. There's a, the, the witch is green in this, which is a movie thing. Yeah. The witch wasn't green in the yeah. book. Um, so it was very much like linked to the movie and it gave these, all the characters backstories that was like completely different to the backstories in the book. I think the thing that pissed me off most about it is that everyone was like, Oh, this is, this is like the real backstory. Now we finally learned the real backstory. It's like, no, it's not the real backstory. It's not the real backstory. Like, cause they give in the book. It actually spends a bit of time on each of the characters and, like, how the Tin Woodsman wound up where he is. There's this crazy scene where he ends up, like, chopping off all these limbs and every time he chops off a limb, they replace it with, like, a metal arm. Chops off a leg, they give him a metal leg and then eventually he chops off his fucking head and they give him a metal head (laughs) and then he chops his body in half and he eventually ends up a fucking Tin Man. And then... Uh, they gave the background. I think the scarecrow was a guy that just like fell in love with this girl, and for some reason he turned into a scarecrow or some shit. I can't remember. Oh, no, it was like a curse. I don't know. But they went completely against all of that in this wicked. They're like, oh, this is how, this is the real backstory. Like, it's not. It's <laughs> in the book. So, anyway, I've always hated wicked. Mm. Other than that, I didn't like the music or any of that shit. So, but this casting has got me intrigued to see the movie. I'm kind of, in- I'm, I'm kind of interested to see the film. Mm. I think. As long as I don't fuck it up. Well, there's not much to fuck up because yeah, it's shit true. to begin, to, yeah, to begin with. But I'm down with this casting. Both two very incredibly talented um, 
actresses, performers. Mm. I'm actually really keen to see what Ariana Grande does with this. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just really. It's piqued my interest. I saw, I get the feeling she'll she'll be that cutesy. I think she might be though. Yeah, Disney sort of. Yeah, I don't. I want her to kind of, and I hope. I feel like at this point in her career, she might want to push away from that a bit. But I feel like her image is still very much aimed aimed towards that like real tween audience. Yeah, exactly. I feel like unlike Miley Cyrus, she hasn't pushed away from that. Mm. But I'd like to see her try something like a little bit more. Serious, a little bit more adult, but I don't think I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what we get from this. My interest has peaked on the film, um, but I hate Wicked or just Cynthia Erivo. Cynthia Erivo, yeah, I she's think fantastic. that's probably she's amazing, and I'm yeah. really, really, really excited. But at that, we're going to leave it there and for the show. No mail coming this week, so I got no mail to read, and we're going to get out of here just under an hour and a half, which is beautiful. Cool. All right, so uh, the podcast, of course, goes out every single Monday. Uh, it's on all the podcasting platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and Audible. Uh, the visual element's also available to view or listen to on YouTube because don't film it anymore. That goes out two days earlier to Patreon supporters. Already, lo- I actually lost a couple of patrons because I don't do the videos anymore. I do apologize. Oh, well. If you're still listening out there, I forgive you. That's how it is. Yeah. How the punches roll. I uh, do appreciate your support up to this point. I hope you do keep listening and enjoying the podcast, even though the video is not there. Yeah, and I hope you understand yeah. why we're not doing the videos anymore. It's just not feasible. It's just, just a time thing. Exactly right. Uh, of course, you can find me on YouTube at Daily Dan Under. Over on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, Letterbox. Links in the description down below. If you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email at DailyPod at gmail.com. And if you're listening on the podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. Just good ones. Just the good ones because they help. YouTube preview for the week. Last week, I released my Adams Family Evolution. I did it. I got two evolution down in a month. Woo! Can't believe it. I died. Final hour. I was like, I want this out by Halloween, please. And the final <laughs> hour, I got it up like two hours before I'd planned to get it up. And it was on there, and people love it. Cool. Uh, of course, the other one that's up there is the Gossamer Evolution, Looney Tunes. Check that one out. There's a voice evolution for Gossamer as well. Um, the full Animaniacs interview is over on my main channel. You can go and check that one out. My review for The Eternals is there, is there as well. I did a post-credits video for The Eternals. You can find that there. Uh, there's a bunch of cartoon news. I talk about Chris Pratt as Garfield. Gal Gadot, that's another one. Gal Gadot has been cast as the evil queen in the upcoming Disney live-action Snow White oh. remake, which will be interesting. Um, and there's also this Disney Simpsons crossover that's going on. I've done a little video about that. Homer's going to be meeting Goofy. And some of the Disney princesses, that's going to be interesting. Um, On my second channel, I put up a review for The Sopranos, Many Saints of Newark, that's over there. Um, And I think I put up a new Disney Blu-ray review last week. It may have been the week before. I'm not sure, but that's all there. This week coming up, I'm going to have my James Bond full review of the movie. Um, That's going to be on the Extras channel. Uh, Probably some news throughout the week, but nothing huge. Otherwise, I'm taking it easy, prepping to go overseas in a couple of weeks and just trying to get some videos prepped that I can work on as soon as I get there. At that, guys, thanks so much for listening. We will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening, guys. Take it easy. Take care. Stay safe.